So let us pray. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you honor and we give you glory. Heavenly Father, we are grateful for this evening that you've given to us once again uh, to go into your word. We pray that you alone may guide, you alone may lead us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. So I encourage each and every one of us to use in-call messages for feedback, for uh, for response, to echo a point that is blessing you, to echo a point that you are enjoying, Yuma, that is blessing you. The reason for which I am asking for that uh, is simple, uh, because for most part, when I'm doing an online meeting, it can be very lonely. I'm alone in a room and I'm talking. So the only way I get feedback is when I can see, um, uh, you know, through through the in-call messages. So if you keep quiet, it it, uh, it can disturb my mind, okay? So um, it, it's really good when we interact through that this particular uh, platform in that particular fashion. So today we want to look at burden bearing. Now, this is something that uh, I have been looking at for a very long time. I have been looking at burden bearing for a very, very long time. And, and I believe God has been, has been teaching me, uh, has been improving on the knowledge uh, and has been helping me uh, function effectively uh, as a burden bearer. Now, uh, in, 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 in saying that, I want to say that the subject of bed and bearing is very wide and very broad. And I think yesterday's, uh, yesterday's answers, when I asked people what they thought about bed and bearing, uh, gave me a lot of insight into the fact that, um, you know, uh, in the insight into the fact that everyone, okay, uh, had different views of what they think. Uh, around the subject of burden bearing so i decided okay if i'm going to address the subject of burden bearing uh, i'm going to address it from the perspective of intercession okay i'm going to address it from the perspective of intercession and also uh, i want you to know that there are some terminologies that may be new for you uh some words that may be new for you some phrases that may be new for you the reason why they are new is that some of the things that i feel god has has spoken or has given uh I kind of can't find them in a book uh, of sorts. So uh, some of the things I've had to develop language for what God has been teaching, but it's still in the premise of the scriptures. And I think that's where our safety uh, is always, even when he's teaching something new, something fresh. But I, be, I, 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 I tell you the truth, everything that I will teach uh, will be a description of things that many of you are probably experiencing, but never really had language to uh, actually express. So let's start from Galatians chapter number six. Okay, so our journey starts from Galatians chapter number six, verses number one through two. Okay, so I'll read three portions of scriptures, then I'll begin to explain. Okay, let's start from Galatians, Galatians chapter number three. Okay, Galatians three. Okay, Galatians chapter number three, verses number one. Uh, it reads, you foolish... No, 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 no. Galatians chapter number six. <laughs> Uh, I just noticed it was starting very strong. I said, this is not the one. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> okay, uh, Galatians chapter number six. I was in Galatians three because I was using it a lot to uh, to talk to the church over the past few weeks. So now I'm going to number with you foolish. I said, no, 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 this is not the one, you know. Uh, okay, great. Let's start. Uh, Galatians chapter number six. Uh, it says, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, 
Uh, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves or you may be tempted. Okay? Carry each other's burdens. I love that part. Uh, that's our portion of focus. Carry each other's uh, burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Matthew 11. Common portion of scripture. I love Matthew 11. Matthew 11. Okay. Matthew 11, 28. Uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight. Okay. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn uh, and learn from me, for I am gentle and I am humble uh, in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It means he still has uh, this, this still a burden that you will carry, but his burden is light. So every time people read and hear the subject of burdens, burden bearing, the assumption is that uh, burden bearing is always in the light of things uh, you know that you know that are bad or oh, the devil gave me this burden yes he can give burdens no I'm burdened now there are burdens that the Lord can actually give to an individual okay and when the Lord gives you those burdens your job is actually to go back to the Lord uh, who helps you with those burdens so it's interesting that the Lord gives you burdens but you go back to him with the burdens that he gives you and he's the one that makes those burdens lighter okay he alleviates those burdens it's like you know he gives you the desire of, 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 of um, the, the Lord imparts upon you the desires of, uh, of, of, of your heart, I mean of his heart, and then he helps you fulfill those desires. It's very, very interesting. So uh, the Lord will grant you burdens, okay, and we'll go into the definitions of those burdens. Maybe let me read the other scripture so that I don't get carried away trying to explain. Amos chapter number three. Amos, when was the last time you read Amos? Amos three. Amos 3, 7 to 8. Okay, surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. Okay, verse 7 is where I'll stick. Okay, surely the Lord does nothing without revealing his plans to his servants, the prophets. Now, uh, we want to look at this very interesting subject of burden bearing, okay? Uh, which is something that people experience, however, have not necessarily lent uh, about or don't necessarily know more about the subject. Now, anything you don't necessarily understand, it is very difficult to give expression to. Any reality in the realm of the spirit that you do not necessarily have revelation over becomes very difficult to engage. Okay, so it will be something that you will stumble upon accidentally. It will be something that you can give expression to accidentally. But every time there is revelation concerning a particular area, you will know how to respond to that particular area. If you have revelation of the anointing, it becomes easy to flow in the anointing. If you have revelation uh, on the glory of God, it becomes easy to flow in the glory of God. If you have revelation on healing, it becomes easy to flow in healing. It won't be something that you stumble upon accidentally. I don't know why it worked this time. I don't know why it didn't work this time. So we want to bring the concept of bed and bearing uh, to you as reality so that it becomes easy for you to give expression to the burdens that the Lord is actually giving to you as an individual. So yesterday I began to ask the question, 
And the question I was asking is, what is burden bearing? Because many people will hear burden bearing and many things will come to their minds. Some will think of terrible things, some will think of good things, but then many people don't really understand that, of course, there is a burden that the enemy can give you and it also has a purpose of which it's supposed to achieve, but then there's also burdens that the Lord gives you. And the burdens that the Lord gives you are also supposed to achieve a particular cause. Okay, so now we want to look at burden bearing in the area of intercession. Now, what what is burden bearing? Maybe let's start from there. And I'll read some of uh, I'll read some of the, the 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 notes I've written on what burden bearing is. Some of them uh, um, answers you guys may have given me yesterday. Okay, so the first definition of burden bearing for those that are new to the subject. Uh, burden bearing is the inner state of carrying the heart of God in a situation, then passionately inviting Jesus in the situation or circumstance to effect change. Okay, let me read that again. Burden bearing is the inner state of carrying the heart of God in a situation, then passionately inviting Jesus in the situation or circumstance to effect change. Okay, so in burden bearing, what we are doing is that uh, we receive the heart of God in a situation. So let's take, for example, uh, God wants to do something, okay, in the life of an individual. Burden bearing is that the thing that God wants to do, he imparts the heart of what he wants to do to you. And when he imparts that heart, you now go back to him and you invite him in the situation or the circumstance to effect change. So every time you begin to bear God's burdens, you are literally receiving the heart of God in a situation. That is why many of you, you will discover that when you begin to pray over certain things, sometimes you will begin to cry and weep. And you're wondering why you're crying and weeping. It's because through burden bearing, God has imparted his heart over a situation to you. And your response is to go back to God and invite him in the situation. Okay, which I'll look at in a, in a few minutes from here. Another definition of burden bearing. Burden bearing is a strong agency, feeling or a strong need to do something that gets imparted upon you. Okay, burden bearing is a strong agency, feeling or a strong need to do something that gets imparted upon you. So something will get imparted upon you, okay, and it becomes like a strong agency and you must do something about it. The other definition, burden bearing is the sense of feeling of empathy, which invites you to effect change. Okay, so it's the sense of feeling of empathy, which invites you to effect change. We read of how that Jesus would be moved with compassion. Okay, that's a burden being laid upon him, that he's moved with compassion. That is why many of you don't necessarily know how to handle your emotions. You feel like your life is an emotional roller coaster. And the reason why you're wondering, why is my life like an emotional roller coaster? It seems, you know, I, I can be happy, I can be sad, all in the same space, because you are carrying burdens and you don't know how to isolate your own feelings and the burden that God is imparting upon your life okay so burden bearing is the sense of feeling of empathy which invites you to effect change so through burden bearing God will use your emotions okay emotions are not evil emotions are not bad God will actually use your emotions to uh, have you carry a burden and then you can respond to that emotion uh, emotional uh, experience you are having to invite Jesus to effect change in the situation. Okay, the last one, okay, uh, 
the last definition of burden bearing okay burden bearing is the ability to know another's hidden and unspoken pain and mercifully praying into it okay uh, no, no, let me read that again. Burden bearing is the ability to know another's hidden and unspoken pain and mercifully pray it off her shoulders, his or her shoulders, okay, his or her weary shoulders. That's Carol A. Brown. She writes a very powerful book called Highly Sensitive. Let me see if I have it here so that I can give you some lovely recommendations. Let me turn on my, my camera. Okay, so Carol A. Brown, she writes a book called Highly Sensitive. Many people have it on soft copy, so... Uh, you can, I don't know if you're able to see that, Highly Sensitive, very nice book. So that's where that definition comes from. I encourage you to read Highly Sensitive. Okay, so burden bearing is the ability to know uh, another's hidden and unspoken pain and mercifully pray it off his or her weary shoulder. So people have got weary shoulders. They are carrying so many things. So in burden bearing, what is happening is that you know someone's hidden and unspoken pain and you mercifully pray it off their weary shoulders. Okay, that is burden bearing. Okay, so basically burden bearing is catching the heart of God and responding, inviting Jesus after you catch the heart of God. Okay, so that is why, you know, I always ask people, have you ever had, uh, have you ever experienced a sudden spontaneous mood change, especially maybe after a conversation, a handshake, a hug, you know, or upon meeting someone? Okay, have you ever experienced that? A sudden emotional change, maybe upon meeting someone, upon getting on a phone call with someone, okay, upon talking to someone, all of the sudden you feel like there is this sudden emotional change, there's this sudden mood change. In many cases, you would discover that you have moved into an area of burden bearing. So sometimes you, you may be very happy and you call someone over the phone. And the moment you call them over the phone and you begin to talk to them, all of a sudden, the happy mood that you have, you discover it just vanishes away and you begin to feel sad for no reason. Sometimes you walk into a house, you, you know, pastors, this is common for us. You know, sometimes you walk into a house and you find the house that you've gone to visit. You find people smiling and laughing but all of the sudden you came happy as well and even though the people there are smiling and laughing you just get there and you sense that there is turbulence little do you know that people in that house were fighting but when they heard that the pastor was coming they decided to settle so god allowed you to catch that burden and when he allowed you to catch that burden it was so that you can render solution to those particular individuals so burden bearing is uh is, is for those of you that love very mystical language, it's, it's a dimension of intercession that we move into, okay? It's a dimension of intercession. So you can't necessarily uh, operate effectively as an intercessor if you don't know how to isolate the burdens that God is placing upon your heart because most of intercession uh, in its effectiveness requires that you learn how to bear burdens. And when you can bear burdens, you can isolate those burdens, invite Jesus within the situation and effect change. So that's very, very important for you to actually understand. So we see many people in the Bible that were burden bearers, people like Abraham, people like Moses in Exodus chapter number 2, 11 and verses 13. If you've read Exodus 2, 11 and 13, you realize how that, you know, Moses was so burdened concerning the children of Israel. You know, let, let me read it for you. Let me, I, I love Exodus, uh, Exodus 2, okay, Exodus 2, 11. Okay, it says, one day after Moses had grown up, he went out uh, to where his own people were and he watched them at the at their hard labor. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his own people. 
looking his way, uh, looking this way and that, and seeing no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. Now Moses sees that his own people, you know, his own, he grew up in Egyptian royalty. Meanwhile, when he sees his own people being mistreated, the burden that he carried begin to began to leap deep down on his inside. That he ended up even killing an Egyptian. So Moses was carrying that burden. We see the story of Abraham. Okay, burden carriers. Typically, you will read the scripture and you will discover that most of the men that God used were burden bearers. They would, they would bear the heart of God in a situation, isolate those burdens, and then pray to actually effect change. Okay, so now, channels through which many people receive burdens. Let's go through channels through which you can receive burdens, okay? Channels through which you can receive burdens. You can receive burdens through dreams. God can give you a burden through a dream. Okay, God can give you a burden through a dream. So you will discover that sometimes through dreams, God will impart a burden over your life. You will have a dream concerning something and you wake up very disturbed. I don't know if you've had dreams like that where you have that dream and you wake up very disturbed and you feel compelled to actually pray. You feel compelled to actually respond. You feel compelled to actually pray into that situation. Why? Because God is rendering burdens through dreams. Others will receive burdens through visions, okay? Others will receive burdens through visions. You can have a vision. And when you have a vision, it is through that vision that God will begin to show you different types of burdens. Others will have burdens through impressions, okay? You can receive an impression and a burden will come upon your heart. Others will have burdens through their physical bodies, this one is the most frustrating burden to have, at least for me, okay? The most frustrating burden, okay? If God wants you to respond, he will even go to the extent of allowing you to experience, okay? The pain that someone is experiencing physically, okay? Physical, okay? You will literally experience it. If someone is having a sharp headache in a meeting and I begin to experience the burdens of the Lord in that particular area, and many times in a meeting because, you know, I'm prone to responding to ministering to people because in a meeting that's what is expected. But usually I've noticed God will prompt me in this area because in a meeting, even if he doesn't give me that burden, I'll usually want to pray for the sick. But outside the meeting, maybe I'm in a, in a place that is very unconventional. Imagine you go to a place, it's an interview and you know in an interview i'm not supposed to be praying for the people that are interviewing me that is where now god will give you a sharp headache a very sharp one and you'll be wondering where has this sharp headache gone come come from really where has this sharp headache come from and it's until you respond to that and minister to the person experiencing it and that is why when you sense it this is where we now tentatively ask and say is there anyone here experiencing a sharp headache and then someone will tell you, you know i've been experiencing a sharp headache for two weeks now and it's been on me i don't know what to do with it I don't know what to do with it. This is when you now respond and you pray for them. Okay? That is you carrying a burden and then inviting Jesus in the situation and effectively uh, bringing change. One of the strangest ones sometimes is when I, when, I, when I go into a meeting and people have got all sorts of sicknesses or sometimes I'm praying into a meeting. When I'm praying into the meeting, the week of the conference is the week in which I pray so much. You know, I was telling the, 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 the people at the conference the other time that, you know, in the week of the conference, I was praying, you know, uh, and I say this in the humblest sense, I was praying sometimes all the way up until nine hours in tongues, 10 hours in tongues, 11 hours in tongues, continuously, because the way in which God wants me to pray is 
is that he wants me to pray for the people that are coming. So I will start to feel everything they are feeling. And sometimes my life can be very, very disturbed within that week of the conference. Sometimes I'll feel the pain of a crying mother and I'll feel it very, very heavy on me. And it is until I pray, pray, pray in tongues, sometimes for three hours. And then that burden will lift. Then I know something has actually happened. So burden bearing is one of the most powerful ways of actually doing intercession. Okay, you can receive burdens from environments and etc. So I'll look at those things in a moment. Now, here is where I want to, uh, I want to ask why burden bearing, okay? Why does God want us to bear burdens, okay? Why does he want us to bear, to bear burdens? Number one, the reason why God wants us to bear burdens is the law of territory, okay? The reason why, why God wants us to bear burdens is the law of territory. So what I'm practically doing is I'm teaching you intercession. The law of territory is that after man was given dominion in the face of the earth, God did not create anything in the face of the earth. Why? Because every activity that was to happen in the face of the earth was to happen through the avenue of man. So if God wants to do something, okay, through the realm of the earth, he has to do it through the avenue of man. That is why we read uh, Amos 3, uh, Three, three, seven. Okay, so everything that God wants to do in the realm of the earth, he needs a man that will yield to what he wants to do. So if God wants to bring revival, he will not just bring revival because he wants to bring revival. No, he will find a yielded vessel that will yield to him to necessitate for the revival to happen. That is why you will never find that, oh, the Holy Spirit was just moving in town, touching people, moving in town, touching people. No, if the Holy Spirit is going to do something in town, he will find a yielded vessel that will respond. So the law of territory does not allow any spirit to find expression in the realm of the earth until there is the avenue of man. Now, because men are so busy, men are given to many activities. So the way in which spirits catch your attention is that a spirit being will lay a burden on you for something and when you get the burden for that particular thing you immediately start feeling like you know I just feel like there is a burden I need to pray for revival I need to pray for revival that I need to pray for revival was not orchestrated from you it was orchestrated from the realm of the spirit so because a spirit wants to find expression in the realm of the earth that spirit must find a yielded vessel but the way in which the yield the, the spirit finds a yielded vessel is by giving a burden. That is why I always quote Rick Joyner by saying, uh, it is not the birth pains that are causing the baby to come. It is the baby coming that is causing the birth pains. What that means is that what the realm of the spirit wants to achieve in the face of the earth is what is causing the unbalancedness within your heart. So all of a sudden you feel like praying for deliverance for your family. That you, that prayer for deliverance for your family is something that wants to be achieved in the realm of the spirit. But the realm of the spirit cannot achieve that reality until there is a yielded vessel. So now men are busy. So heaven will now impart a burden upon you. So all of a sudden you will feel this heavy, heavy burden. Okay, because heaven wants to infiltrate. So the, the desire you are having for revival, the desire you are having for the move of God is not what you want to do, is what heaven wants to do. So the moment you begin to sense you are having a desire for revival, it's a sign that heaven wants to release revival in your life, in your sphere, and in your community. But 
then heaven had to impart a burden upon men to begin to pray for revival. Okay, so men will never respond until a burden has been laid on them. So the law of territory is that any dimension of the spirit that must find expression, whether in the kingdom of uh, in the kingdom of God, in the ki- in the in the kingdom of light, or in the kingdom that is in darkness, you will discover that they will lay burdens, even in the demonic. When the demonic realm wants to do something, when they want to find expression in the territory, even in the demonic, they will lay burdens on people. So you will discover all of the sudden a yielded vessel that will yield to the demonic realm will catch a burden to release a very immoral dance and they'll begin to dance it on TikTok. And as they are dancing on TikTok, that dance, okay, is as a result of the fact that the spirit of immorality wants to find expression in the realm of the earth, but the spirit of immorality cannot find expression in the realm of the earth until there is a yielded vessel to say, your kingdom come, okay, your will be done, okay, on earth as it is in the demonic world. So until there is that vessel, so that dance someone was dancing was actually saying, it's the same way we pray Matthew 6, 10, your kingdom come. So as someone is dancing that dance, it's the same thing as you're praying your kingdom come. But only this time the kingdom coming is the kingdom in darkness. So someone will receive a burden and all of the sudden you will discover someone will begin to dance on TikTok. They are dancing on TikTok. And through that dance, the spirit of immorality is so spread through a generation so spread through a region that when people watch that thing, you find that 500 men fall into sexual immorality and are addicted to masturbation, addicted to pornography because of that dance. So the expression that that demonic spirit wanted to find had to happen through the avenue of man. So that man was to be burdened, okay, with a burden to release a dangerous dance. That is why the moment you begin to feel all of the sudden, ladies, you just feel like you want to show so much cleavage online. You just want to show so much skin online. That is the demonic realm trying to find expression, but it's looking for a yielded vessel. So the the, the thing that you are posting online is not necessarily what is what, what they want to achieve. No, it's the spirit that wants to find expression. So they release a burden and you are posting that Facebook picture. And that Facebook picture, you didn't know that was intercession in the demonic realm. Okay, let me tell you that. That is why many of you, you discover that even up to today, from the work that you did while you were in obscurity, now that you have come into the kingdom realm, you have still not outdone that work. Because one of your pictures, just one of your pictures, led 500 men in immorality. Now when we call you for evangelism, you don't want to come. You must be serious. When you were in the demonic, you won, you won so many souls in the demonic realm. Now that you are in the kingdom realm, we call for evangelism, you don't want to show up. You must be serious, Okay. Now, let me, so the law of territory is very, very cardinal, okay? The law of territory is very cardinal. So when God wants to infiltrate a region, he must lay a burden on the people of which he wants to infiltrate uh, in that particular space, okay? So God will actually lay a burden. That is what God does because the law of territory does not allow for him to do it. If God can do, if God could do whatever he wanted to do without the avenue of man, he wouldn't need to lay a burden on us because many times, sometimes you'll find God will be giving you a burden to pray for Zambia. He'll be giving you a burden to pray for Pastor Cham. He'll be giving you a burden to pray for the church that is struggling in your territory. He'll be giving you a burden to pray for a pastor in your in your neighborhood. You are not responding and God wants to touch that individual. So you will discover now God will lay a strong burden for you to respond to. If God 
could do it without the avenue of man. He wouldn't wait for you all those nights you are sleeping, you're not responding. He would just step in and do it, okay? Uh, someone should mute their microphone. I don't know who that is. That is why you would discover. I always laugh when I hear people say things like, you know, I didn't pray. Things just happened. No, that I didn't pray. Things just happened. There was a man somewhere, a woman somewhere that God had to put a bed in because he saw that my daughter is sleeping. And the way she is sleeping, the forces of darkness will rob her destiny away from her. So what does God do? He decides to lay a burden on a pastor somewhere. He decides to lay a burden on a lady somewhere. And when he lays the burden on that particular person, they begin to intercede for you. And then you now stand up and you begin to brag and you say, you know, as things just happen for us. We don't pray. Things just happen. You know, I was talking to a, a pastor. You know, I was talking to a pastor some, uh, I think, uh, two years ago. God woke me up at, 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 at a certain hour. He said, I want you to pray for this particular pastor. And I want you to pray for the meeting he's organizing. So I began to intercede. And that intercession, the burden was so strong on my head that I interceded from, uh, from midnight all the way up until 05. Then I slept. I went to the meeting. The meeting was jam-packed. It was explosive. God was moving. Things happened. And later on, I'm now asking the pastor, how, how did you find the meeting? And he's saying, you know, the meeting was so powerful. We didn't even pray. We didn't even do anything god is just moving with us despite not praying so much you know i was so touched <laughs> i was so touched because i knew the weight of carrying the burden the the spirits i waged war with that night i know them okay i know how violent some of those are that you wage war with them if you don't wage war strategically you find you wake up sick i've waged war with some of them it's then that it's it's in it's it's in it's in 2013 or 2014 that a group of friends and i began to pray and waged war with some of those spirits i Waged war, waged war, waged war, waged war. We prayed, we prayed, we prayed, and we were ignorant. The next morning, I had chicken pox. The other one had malaria. The other one was vomiting and stuff like that. So I know what it means. So to hear that pastor say, you know, things just happened. You know, things just happened with us. I, I, was, I was so frustrated and I was so upset. But then anyway, so the law of territory. Why burdens the law of territory? Number two, men respond quickly when they are burdened. Let me just take some juice, sorry. Okay, so, okay, number two, men respond quickly when they are burdened, okay? So why burdens? Men respond quickly when they are burdened. So God gives us burdens because men respond quickly when they are burdened. Let me explain this to you. Man cannot necessarily intercede for you the way they are supposed to intercede for you if they are not burdened. Let me tell you the truth. I'm a pastor. I want to be very honest with you. Okay, even I as a pastor, I can mention you in prayer. Okay, I can mention you in prayer. Before I know it, I start talking about my own problems. So it takes burdens. Okay, it takes burdens to intercede for an individual for five hours. I'm telling you the truth. Many of you that say, I'm praying for you. Let me tell you, many of the people that tell you I'm praying for you, don't pray for you. Until a man is truly burdened, 
They are not praying for you. They can mention you in prayer. Say a few things in prayer. Say a few things in prayer. Then change and start talking about another person. Meanwhile, the level of intercession you need is traveling prayer for you to break through. And someone is just mentioning you in prayer. How are you going to break through? You can't. Because what you need is traveling prayer. Meanwhile, the person praying for you just mentioned you. Say, Lord, remember her. And then they started talking about other things. So God decides to burden us because we respond quickly. God, God decides to burden us because when we are burdened, we can travel in prayer. If there is no burden, it becomes difficult for us to actually travel in prayer and to travel for other people. It's easy to travel for your own destiny because for your own destiny, usually you will find that you are burdened for your own destiny. But you will discover that it's very, very difficult to be burdened over another individual's destiny. So God gives burdens. Now, let me give you an explanation here of how I've seen God do it. So experientially, this is how God has worked with me on this particular issue. Now, men respond quickly to burdens. That is why God gives them burdens. Now, the way in which God does it, he knows that man is selfish. Many of us are selfish. So even if God tells you, pray for Pastor Cham, many of you, you will not pray for Pastor Cham. You just say, Lord, remember Pastor Cham. Ah, Lord, I need to sleep again. Then you will sleep. So because God knows that you are selfish, one of the avenues God will use to burden you is that he will use your dream life. And in your dream life, one of the things he will do is that the imagery there, it may be Pastor Cham that he wants you to pray for, but the imagery he will use is that he will use your wife or he will use your boyfriend or he will use your mother or he will use your father as the imagery. So you will see your father in a very dangerous accident, not knowing that that particular individual is not necessarily your father. He's used an imagery. Now you wake up by night because you don't want to see your father die. So you begin to pray. And as you are praying in tongues, the Holy Spirit then begins to flow through your tongues to intercede for Pastor Cham. <laughs> so that is why tongues are not selfish. You will find as you are praying, you prayed for 24 hours. You thought it was your destiny you were touching. You didn't know that your prayers went to the US. Your prayers went to Jamaica. Your prayers went to Haiti. Places you would not normally pray for. So in dreams, God uses different imagery because he knows that with that imagery, you can respond quicker. Okay, you can respond quicker. And sometimes he will give you dreams that are very, very disturbing. And the reason why he's giving you disturbing dreams is to have you respond quickly. For example, this is not burden bearing in intercession. Now, like I'm telling you today, I'm teaching on burden bearing in intercession. But then there's burden bearing in very in different aspects. It can be burden bearing in finances, burden bearing in attitude, burden bearing in response. There was a certain lady I read of in a book. There's a book I read on dreams. I can't really remember the title, but I have it in my library. There's a certain book I read on dreams. Uh, there was a certain lady. She was overly extending herself in the marriage of her son. So she would call her son. Tell, you should tell your wife to do this. When, no, no, no. When you get to the bedroom, tell her to do this. Do this. Do this. So she was extend. Let her cook this way. Let her cook this way. Let us cook this way. So God had been now uh, speaking to that woman. Don't overly extend yourself in your son's marriage. Don't overly extend yourself in your son's marriage. Leave that marriage alone. She would be busy calling. Tell your wife to do this. No, you should tell your wife to dress up like this. In the bedroom, tell her to do this. So she was overly extending herself. 
So because now God kept on speaking to her and she wasn't responding. So God decided to burden her in her dreams. So she just had a very strange dream. Very, very strange dream. And the dream she had is that she found herself in a very romantic relationship. And when she looked at, looked at the person she was in a romantic relationship with in the dream, she discovered that it was the son. And when she got out of that dream, she was very disturbed. Anyone would be disturbed. Having a dream that you're in a romantic relationship with your son, you will be very disturbed. So she was very, very disturbed and she began to pray, 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 pray. And as she was praying, then God told her what that dream meant is not necessarily that that is what you are doing or that is what is happening. What that dream meant is that you have overly extended yourself in intimacy in the relationship that your son is having. Stop it. That is how she stopped. So that is why many of you, and one day we'll talk about dreams and burden bearing through dreams. Many of you, some of the dreams you are having, you are even afraid to utter them. This this is one of the dreams many people may be afraid to utter, that you dreamt that this is what happened. You would be afraid to mention it. Some people are having strange dreams, and I know many people will not mention it, but there are dreams that people have that they are even afraid to mention. Okay, the reason why some of those dreams are happening like that is that you are learning to some of that's some of them okay i don't want to go into warfare i'm trying to talk about burden bearing many of them are burdens that is why you woke up disturbed you had the dream and you've been disturbed for one week one week you are just disturbed one week and you're wondering why am i disturbed okay why am i disturbed It's because God wanted to burden you. So God grants you burdens because you respond quickly. Okay, men respond quickly to burdens. Okay, number three, the reason why God gives us burdens, uh, God wants you to participate in effecting change. Okay, we talked about this. God wants you to participate in effecting change. Okay, and let me let me backtrack for a moment. Burden bearing through dreams is one of the strongest ways in which God can get your attention because dreams can be weird, I tell you. <laughs> they can be weird. <laughs> I don't even know if I should say this on a recording. God wanted me to pray, okay? God wanted me to pray. Now, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, Lord, I don't even know if I should say it. Pr- because I'm really, anyway, I'll say it, but then if God does not allow me to get to share the recording, then you are doomed for life. You will not have the recording. Okay. God one day wanted me to intercede. Okay. Wanted me to intercede uh, for someone that was in homosexuality. I was not interceding. God was telling me, intercede for this, for, for, for that person. I, I kept on, and I kept on seeing them online, kept on seeing them on TV. Intercede for that one. I can't. I'm failing. I'm failing. I'm failing. I'm failing. I'm failing. So now one day I have this dream and I in the dream I was wearing this skin tight skin tight makeup and you know I I <laughs> Sorry let me stop there Okay um <laughs> And, you know, even my voice, the way I was talking, hi there, you know, hi girl. And, and you know, I was, I was, I was talking in that, I, I don't know how to describe it, but you kind of get the imagery of what happened in that dream. 
I woke up in the dream. I couldn't even tell my wife of what I had dreamt because some of her clothing looked like they were on me in that dream and the way I was speaking. And you know, hi, oh girl. And I was talking in that dream. I woke up so burdened. I couldn't, I couldn't rest that day. I couldn't rest. I said, Lord, you know, there are certain things you can say. Maybe I opened the door for that thing. You know, when you have a dream because there are things that happen because you opened the door. I said, Lord, even when I was in obscurity, this is not one of the areas in which it was a challenge. No, no. And I said, Lord, even in obscurity, this has never been a challenge. So I began praying and I prayed in tongues that day and God reminded me, you, the, the way you feel burdened that you were in that particular situation is the way I wanted you to receive the burden to intercede for that person. And I began interceding. I interceded. I prayed for that person. I broke the forces of darkness over that person's life. Okay. Until later on, I saw that uh, they, uh, it was maybe a month or two after that their life changed. Okay, they never knew me. I just watched them on TV and they renounced all the things they were doing and things changed. They were in another nation. I was in Zambia, but their lives changed. Now, why did their lives change? Because there was an intercessor that received a burden to intercede for someone they don't know, someone who doesn't feed them, someone they don't benefit from. And you see now how that you can change the world from your bedroom. You can be changing things that are happening around the world from your bedroom you can pray in your bedroom then watch their activity on tv you can pray in your bedroom then go online and watch the effect of the prayer that you were making so god decides to give you burdens to have you respond and to have you effect change so some of you that's what i'm saying many of you <laughs> The dreams you are having, God is communicating burdens, but you have not learned how to isolate burdens there. So I think that's a topic for another day uh, in itself. But I've learned how to change the world from my bedroom. There are many things I have. I have. Anyway, we'll look at those as we move on. Now, let's go into some types of burdens. Okay. Types of burdens. Okay. Are, are you enjoying? Are you learning or enjoying the teaching thus far? I I, I don't really know what to. There's so much on 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 this subject that I didn't know which direction to go. Uh, so I hope you are learning. Okay. Types of burdens in intercession. Okay. Types of burdens in intercession. Now these I have had to develop type uh, names for because I've not heard anyone address them in this fashion. So I've had to develop language for some of them. So types of burdens in intercession. Okay, the first type of burden in intercession, in no particular order, is what I love to call time-related burdens. Okay, so we are looking at types of burdens in intercession. So the first type is time-related burdens. Okay, the first type of uh, of burden is time-related burdens. Okay, so what is a time-related burden? A time-related burden is a burden that God gives you at a specific time frame. Now, the reason why God is granting you that burden at that specific time frame is because God wants to do something at that specific time time frame. So it may be something that he constantly wants to achieve every night at that particular time. So if God wants to achieve that particular burden every night, maybe between 01 and 02, it means that if you are the one to effect that change through intercession, he will constantly be waking you up at 01 to 02. But the problem is that many of you, when God wakes you up, you go online and you post, 
team no sleep. No, 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 no. It's not team no sleep or team insomniacs. When you wake up, you are supposed to execute a burden. That is why you are waking up even without an alarm. Because at that particular time, God is giving you a time-related burden, okay? A time-dependent burden. So it's not time to say time check, you know, team no sleep, insomniacs club, you know, no, 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 no. That's the time to begin to give expression to the burdens of God. And sometimes in giving expression to the burdens of God, you will not even know what you are praying for. All you do is wake up and you begin to pray in tongues. And you're just praying in tongues, praying in tongues, praying in tongues. And after maybe an hour, you discover the burden lifts. Now, let me give you scenario to lay a burden over your life also. Let me give you a scenario. So what could happen when God, let's say, for example, God is uh, God is waking you up. Maybe you find you sleep at 21. By 23 hours, you are awake. 23 hours, you are awake, and God gives you a strong burden for 30 minutes. Now, the reason why God is giving you a strong burden for 30 minutes from 23 hours to 23.30, even though you have your other devotions, you have your other prayer times, but you discover every night 23 hours to 23.30, there's a strong burden to pray in tongues. And after 30 minutes, it seems that, burdens, that burden lifts. Now, the reason why God is doing that can be, number one, it can be that, for example, I'm giving you examples. It can be that, number one, there is a child of God that works you know at, at a company of which they knock off late okay there is a child of god that works at a company okay that knocks off late so that child of god sometimes has to walk through a dark street has to walk through a dangerous dark road from 23 hours up to 23:30 that is when they get home and then they settle and they are they reach safety now because there are forces of darkness that want to attack those people they are thieves they are thugs they are rapists they are people that want to attack those th that particular child of god that is moving from 23 hours to 23:30 so god decides the way in which i can preserve this child is by laying a burden on joshua by laying a burden on cham by laying a burden on emmanuel and emmanuel who will wake up at 23 hours every night and pray for 30 minutes by the time you finish praying that 30 minutes it's almost as though the burden lifts and when the burden has lifted it's lifted because that particular individual knocking off at that time has gotten into safety so the burden lifts and you can now be given permission to sleep now, because many of us don't know how to respond to burdens, that is why people are getting attacked. Do you know that people will not get attacked if people respond to burdens, but people are getting attacked because the individual that was supposed to intercede for the girl moving from 23 hours to 23.30 in a dark street, that intercessor is sleeping. When you start to think like this, you will no longer treat burdens anyhow you will no longer treat burdens anyhow so the people the thugs will study the girl and they will say the girl moves from 23 hours to 23:30. so every night they will plan this is the time we'll abduct her this is the time we'll rape her this is the time we'll do this they'll be making those plans but when an intercessor wakes up at 23 hours and they begin to turn karamandidia oras kapabele bronta angels are being dispatched there's confusion in the camp of the enemy all of the sudden the thugs that were supposed to go to that street to abduct that girl their car breaks down by the time their car is getting fixed the girl has gotten into safety why because an intercessor was
was interceding. Sometimes God will wake you up exactly at midnight. Why? Because there is a Christian somewhere in Iraq that has been preaching the gospel and at midnight every time there are some rebels that have planned that they will kill that girl. So every time you are woken up at 24, your prayers are what are sustaining that missionary in Iraq. So when you are being woken up to pray, it is no, it is serious business because the lives of people depend on that intercession. So those time-related burdens are very, very cardinal. When God is waking you up every night from 3 a.m. to 4 a.m., from 2 a.m. to 3 a.m., from midnight to 1, it seems even if you slept at 23, you will discover by 1 you are awake. And you are wondering, why am I awake? I slept at 23. I slept at 24. But by 1 you are awake. Why? Because you have got serious business that you have you have to give expression to. That is why you see burden bearers and people that bear burdens are very high ranking in the kingdom of God. These are people that God has has decided to invest his jealousy upon them. You touch a burden bearer, you are dead. Why? Because if that burden bearer is, is down, if that burden bearer is sick, if that burden bearer is depressed, who will execute the burdens of the Lord? Who will protect the children that are walking at midnight? Who will protect that missionary preaching the gospel and people are getting saved in Iraq? Who will facilitate for the protection through intercession? So when you touch a burden bearer, your value uh, I mean, when you touch a burden bearer, you discover that you can literally be wiped off. Why? Because a burden bearer is high ranking. That is one of the ways you increase value in the kingdom of God by executing the burdens. When you cry and say, Lord, this is what I want, God will do it quickly. Why? Because when you are depressed, you can't watch the 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. prayer watch. And it's that prayer watch that saves the president. It's that prayer watch that saves the minister. It's that prayer watch that is saving the father of the land. It's that prayer watch that is saving pastors in our nation. And if you are touched, who is going to pray that prayer? Because God has been speaking to many people, but many people have been shutting him out. But only one man, only one woman decided to respond to that time-related burden. So burden-bearing, okay, so the first type of, uh, of, of burden-bearing in intercession is a time-related burden. Let me just take some juice, sorry. I talk so fast. Excuse me. Praise the Lord. Huraka mama maskia. Rababonde gababosh kapabele bronti kapapila bonse katia. Munta karababeskiata. Oramamende kileji atada. Time-related burdens. Time-related burdens. Some of you, you will find, no matter what you are doing, it's it seems like 13 hours at 13 hours, something will happen. 13 hours, something will happen. And you're wondering, why is it that every time at 13 hours, every time at 13 hours I begin to pray, it's because there's a man sometimes, he knocks off from work, goes home, and he's going to, he's trying to uh, molest an orphan that he left home. So he runs from work, goes home, and you are woken up at 13 hours. No matter where you are, at 13 hours you feel as though it's time to pray. Because there is someone that wants to molest another person at 13 hours. So at 13 hours, you are woken up or you are you are summoned to pray. 13 hours becomes a sacred time that you can't handle anyone. Anyhow, you begin to pray. And after, after when it's 14 hours, it seems that man comes and he seems he can't find the appetite to do it anymore. He gets on the car, he goes back to work. And that lady is in safety. By the time he's knocking off, the wife is there and everyone is there. He can't do what he wants to do. Why? Because there is an intercessor. 
There is a burden bearer. That is why burden bearers, you discover when you begin to ascend in intercession, when you begin to grow in intercession, you will discover that sometimes your life will become strange. Sometimes your life will become weird because you must observe certain time frames because it's serious. Okay, it's serious at that time. Sometimes the time in which you'll be called as a burden bearer is the time in which, you know, that guy now says, let's go out for lunch. And you have been praying and fasting, Lord, I need a man. Lord, I need a husband. The time he says, let's go out for lunch. That is the time you hear the whisper of heaven say, my daughter, my, my, my son, it's, begin, it's, it's, time to begin to, it's time to begin to intercede. And all of a sudden, you now even wonder, Lord, I have been pursuing this girl for about three months now. This is when she has allowed me to take her out for lunch. This is now when you are calling me to intercede. Say, Lord, and, you, and sometimes you even tell, switch off your phone and begin to intercede. And you begin to intercede at that particular hour. And you, as you are interceding, you, are inter you even know that she will never call you again. She will never respond again because she thinks you have ditched her. It's the, way, it's the, it's the weight that it would take for you to be a high-ranking intercessor. Many people say they want to be intercessor. This, it, it takes a lot. I'm telling you. I'm telling you the truth. My wife was traveling from Muflira to come to Lusaka, okay? Traveling from Muflira to come to Lusaka. And we are not seeing each other for months. We are not seeing each other for months, 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 months. And I was observing the 5-hour watch, 5 a.m. watch to 10 a.m. So for three months, I was, excuse me, for three months, I was praying from, from 5 a.m. to 10 a.m., 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. I don't know what God was doing. All I know is that I was giving expression to a bed in 5 a.m. to 10 a.m., 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. And then I don't know what bus or what car she got on. She was to arrive around, uh, around, around nine or so. And that's the time the Holy Spirit now told me, switch off your phone. And I switched off my phone. My wife arrived with a lot of big bags. She found my phone off. She, I, we couldn't talk. You know, I finished praying. That's when I called her. Someone had picked her up. She had gone to where she wanted to go to. I had to observe the time-related burden. I called her. I was trying to explain. She was so upset. And you know, ladies can be so upset. I don't know why. I have to come here. And I was just there. And I was saying, Lord. <laughs> so after it was after two weeks that I sat her down and I started teaching her that there are time-related burdens. I was constricted to this time. I can't move away from it. I don't know the amount of distraction that can happen. Do you know that the girls that were abducted, okay, is as a result of someone that did not respond to a time-related burden. And the rescue that they had is because someone responded to a time-related burden. So, you... That's why I'm talking about changing the world from your bedroom. Because many of you don't know. You may feel that 30 minutes to wake up and just pray in tongues was just sha -la 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 -la. That sha -la 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 saved someone from death. That sha -la 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 saved someone from rape. So take your intercession seriously as a burden bearer. Okay, let's move because it's already nine. Okay, the second type of burden is event or people-related burden. Event or people-related burden. We see one an example of this in Colossians 4.12. Okay, the issue to deal with uh, 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 Epaphras and the church in Colis. Okay, Colossians 4.12. Colossians 4.12 says, Epaphras, who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends greetings. He is always wrestling in prayer for you, that you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. Okay, so Epaphras 
was in was in chains with Paul. Meanwhile, Paul is writing to the church in Colis and he's telling them that right now as we speak, I'm with a guy in chains, okay? His name is Epaphras. And listen, Epaphras is constantly wrestling in prayer for you. So Epaphras has, had, has a burden for the people in Colis. And his prayer was that so that they may stand perfect, so that they may stand firm in the will of God, okay, mature and fully assured. The reason why the people in Colis are mature and fully assured is because there is a man in chains called Epaphras praying over them. Paul had to literally tell them about Epaphras' prayers. He says, I'm with Epaphras here and he is praying for you here in chains. He's wrestling in prayer for you every time. Okay, so this is an event or people-related burden. You may have a burden to intercede for a people group. You may have a burden to intercede for an individual. You may have a burden to intercede for an event. You may have a burden that rests upon you to actually do that. And so God will give you that burden. And when that burden rests, you will discover you will have such a a strong burden for you you just feel like you want to pray for this particular individual you want to intercede for this man's life the the issue as it was with um uh, uh father nash and charles finney uh as it was with who else can i use as an example again um who can i use as an example okay of course we had abel clary we had um uh, donnie mcvell okay anyway let me stick with father nash okay um Okay, great. So you will discover that you may have a people-related burden. You just feel burdened to pray for a pastor. You don't know John Hyde, yes. You don't know why you just feel the need to pray for a pastor. You don't know why you just feel need to pray for a people group. It's a people-related burden. And sometimes you begin to have visions of this person. You begin to have dreams of this person. It seems their life before you is unraveled. You will see accidents. You will see their associations. You will know when a pastor is about to associate with the wrong group of people, with the wrong and you will begin to intercede for these people begin to pray for these people it's a time it's a people related burden or an event related burden like it was for me when i felt the need to pray for a particular meeting so you may feel this type of burden where you feel the need to pray for people you feel the need to intercede for an individual that's the way you feel you are just burdened to pray for a particular individual people related burdens Okay, so these burdens are very, very cardinal as well. So it, it can be a people-related burden or an event-related burden. Number three, an environment or territorial-related burden. Okay, an environment or territorial-related burden. Genesis 18, 16 to 33, Abraham negotiates with God over Sodom. Okay, uh, Daniel chapter number 10, Daniel prays for revelation and wages war with the Persian princes. Okay, so now... An environment-related burden, okay, is very interesting, okay? This is one of the most interesting. Let me read the scripture again. Genesis 18, 16 to 33, and Daniel chapter number 10, okay? Environment or territorial-related burden. Now, many people, God does not even allow them to operate at this type of burden because they've not learned how to really uh, give expression to a people-related burden. If you can't do a time-related burden, or an event-related burden, or a people-related burden, God cannot give you a territorial burden. God cannot give you an environmental burden 
at a large scale. It's very, very rare that God would give you this. Why? Because you can't isolate. That's why many people, you see, God is not giving you the things you want because you are saying, Lord, give me the burden for the nation. He gave you a burden to pray for your neighbor. You didn't pray for them. Lord, give me a burden for the nation of Zambia. Burden me for the nation of Zambia. Burden me for the U.S. No, you are not burdened for the U.S. You want to go to the U.S. and take a selfie because God burdened you to pray for your neighbor. You didn't pray. He burdened you to pray for your pastor. You didn't pray, but you want to get a burden to pray for national pastors. It doesn't work like that, okay? You ought to start with where God is growing you from. Now, what is an environment-related burden? Now, from a very small scale, because many people experience environment-related burdens in a very, very small scale. Now, environment-related burdens in a small scale can be uh, let me give you examples because I know many people are probably students, go to work or things of that sort. An environment related burden is that you may walk into, that's why when I was at CBU, I never studied in the library. The reason why I never studied in the library is that every time I would walk in the in the library, I would, I would, I would have different types of emotions. Sometimes I would begin to cry. Have you ever gone into a library and you begin to cry? Or have you ever gone into a place that is so with many people and you experience anxiety? You experience fear that you can't explain. The reason why I would experience fear, and sometimes I said, Lord, why is it that every time I go into the library, I experience fear? And I'll go into the library and fear would so saturate my soul. And I'd wonder, why is it that I'm experiencing fear? Why is it that I'm experiencing anxiety? And then I realized that every time I go into the library, there were many people that were saturated with fear from exams, fear of failure, fear of their CA and all those things. So God would give me that burden over their lives. And so sometimes I would look at them, sometimes I would get their names and I would leave the library and I would go and intercede for them. So an environment related burden is where you go into a territory, you go into a region and God gives you a burden based on the things that are happening in that environment. Okay, you can go into a place Okay, you can go into a place and pick anxiety from someone and begin to pray into it or minister to them. You can go into a place and pick a burden for something. You can go into a place and pick different burdens. Now, environment-related burdens, let me mention. Environment-related burdens, like I said, there is the other side to the coin because the devil is also very cunning. So he can also give you an environment-related burdens. That is why many people go to the club and they come back with a spirit of lust. That is an environment-related burden in the demonic. Okay, it's what we call being slimed. Okay, being slimed. Do you know what being slimed means? You know, I don't know if you guys watch Nickelodeon and all those nonsensical things they do. They throw all that green slime. You know, being slimed is getting into an environment and all of a sudden, because you are in that environment, your spiritual receptacle picks up something from that particular environment. That is why you will find that many people, you will discover you interact with someone. Let's take, for example, if you interact with someone. Uh, now, the reason why I'm telling you this is because many of you have been having weird feelings, but you've never explained them. Some of you, you you may find, and, and this is not for you to start nitpicking and thinking, who did I interact with that day? Okay, who did I, ah, so we are the spirit here, so. No, 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 it takes discernment. It's not something you do in the flesh. Because part of uh, burden bearing is learning to isolate your own feelings and also learning to pick what are burdens. Because you may be taking it as it's someone's burdens, can't my feelings your way. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes you will discover, have you, 
if you interact with someone, let me explain this. If you interact with someone, I'm talking about environment-related burdens. If you interact with someone that entertains a lustful spirit, maybe through pornography, maybe through their activity, they entertain lustful spirits around them. For ladies, ladies that are sensitive, you will discover you can hug a gentleman that entertains lustful spirits. And all of a sudden, you may feel as though it's something that has rested on you and you feel a certain strange feeling. And sometimes it may be the same feeling, the same lustful feeling. You may sense it rest on you. And you're wondering, why am I sensing this? You may be talking on phone and all of a sudden you begin to, because someone entertains a lustful spirit. So what is happening is that you have been slimed. And, some, and one of the ways in which you know you were slimed by the environment you stepped into sometimes it's through your dream life it will manifest in your dream life you will see that the environment i interacted with slimed me okay and so what you now need to do is either you intercede or you need to go into a place where you spend a lot of time praying in tongues from the environment that you spent your time in. That is why we don't allow babes to say we are going to the club to evangelize. We are going to, to this secular place to evangelize. Many of them get slimed and end up being in a place where they pick things that they are not supposed. You understand what I'm talking about? I know you guys know what I mean. Okay? Because many of you have had strange things happen in your dream because you were slimed. You went to a person that is entertaining certain lustful spirits. And so the more you were speaking to them you got slimed okay so those can be uh, environmental related burdens in the demonic sense however those still uh, those can still be things you use to know how to pray against if you are very mature even if you pick it you go back home and you begin to intercede and you begin to pray so environments or territory related burdens you can pick those okay so many people go into environments and they get slimed. And when they get slimed, they just find something happens. Sometimes you discover, uh, have you ever had, let me explain this. If you, if, if your, if your brother and sister is here, don't, don't say yes. Okay. If your cousin is here, don't say yes. Have you ever had a cousin visit who entertains charms? Okay. They entertain, they entertain visiting. Some of you, it's not, it's, it's not a cousin. It's a maid. You, you employ a maid that loves visiting people that do charms, you know, and because you're not prayerful, the environment changes and you get slimed. All of a sudden, the dreams start, start getting strange, start getting strange. Why? Because the environment has been altered. It's an environment related burden. So you get slimed and all of a sudden you find there is fear in the house and all those things. So you need to isolate that burden and learn how to execute it in prayer. Okay. So territory related burdens, God can give you a burden, uh, and in the demonic, they can also give you a burden. So you need discernment for those things. So God will give you a burden to pray for your territory, pray for your region, intercede. Abraham negotiated with God over Sodom. You know, praise and praise and praise and praise and praise and praise. Okay, number four. Let's conclude. We need to conclude quickly. I have another meeting. Number four, spontaneous burdens. Okay, spontaneous burdens come spontaneously. There may be something random about to happen and God gives you a spontaneous burden. Have you ever felt like you're just you're just on a bus and on the bus you just feel like praying in tongues? Little did you know. And after you pray in tongues, pray in tongues, you discover an accident was... You, you, you almost get into an accident, but the accident doesn't happen. That's a spontaneous burden. So don't neglect those. Your bus might overturn. Okay, so you may be in a bus and all of a sudden a spontaneous burden comes and you feel the need to just begin to pray in tongues. All of a sudden you're on a bus and you just begin to pray in tongues. And before you know it, just five minutes after praying in tongues, a, you know, the, the bus almost hits into something but doesn't hit into it. Why? Because that shara ba 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 released angels, you know, that 
are necessitated for that accident not to actually happen. So those are spontaneous burdens. You need to know the spontaneous burdens. That's why, you know, us believers, we can be strange sometimes, but it's good. Sometimes, you know, sometimes people think I'm weird, but those are spontaneous movements of the spirit. I don't know if you are like that. Me, I don't know if you are Pentecostal like that, but I am. You know, sometimes strange. I don't know if you've ever felt like that. Sometimes you're just moving. Sometimes you get into a shop and you just feel like saying a strange tongue. Sometimes I walk into a shop and I'll just say a strange tongue for like 30 minutes, 30 seconds sometimes. And before I know it, it seems like something just opens up. You know, something just opens up. Why? Because I responded to a spontaneous burden. Okay, so don't think you are strange. You are carrying burdens. And when that burden comes, you're responding. You didn't know. The shop that you were going into, okay, they, 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 there is a way in which they manipulate the people that go there. So you spoke in tongues and you could not be manipulated anymore because their charms could not work. Spontaneous burdens. Sometimes you are with your relative and all of a sudden you feel like uttering a tongue. Don't let, you know, your dignity, okay? Your, your, your desire to keep dignity, to keep you so that you don't speak in tongues. Me, I don't mind. Even if relatives are there, sometimes I've been, and sometimes uncles will say, yeah, you know, because that's how we are. We respond to the movements of heaven. Praise the Lord. Spontaneous burden. So uh, if we, I'm a spontaneous, I love these spontaneous ones. They, they literally twat the, you know, the, 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 the plans of the enemy, destroy the plans of the enemy. Literally. You know, you may just feel the need to pray in a tongue for one minute. You know, rente bababusia. And sometimes you may feel it's a joke. You pray, in, you, you pray in a tongue. I don't know if you're Pentecostal like that. Have you ever been in a place where you pray in a tongue and your sister joins you? You know, your sister in the Lord, your sister at church. You just say, shama, ma, ma, ma. And another one responded, ri, ba, 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 ba. And it feels like you are joking. That shama, ma, 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 changed things in the realm of the spirit. Okay, you averted something. Okay, those are uh, spontaneous burdens. Number five, utterance-inspired burdens. Okay, this is the last one I'll give. Utterance-inspired burdens. What are utterance-inspired burdens? These are burdens that come when you hear someone speaking. Okay, utterance-inspired burdens. When you hear someone speaking, they can inspire a burden. You may hear Pastor Cham speaking and you feel the burden to pray. It's an utterance-inspired burden. Someone is speaking and a burden is laying on you. Someone is speaking and a burden is laying on you. Or you are speaking to someone and a burden is coming on them. Okay, and it compels them to respond. That is why you listen to certain people and you feel like praying. Praying. You listen to certain people and you feel like fasting. You listen to, to certain people and all of a sudden you feel like the subject they are talking about is the most important subject. Like every other subject doesn't matter. Those are utterance inspired burdens. People communicate those burdens like that. The sad part is that even in the demonic, they communicate utterance-inspired burdens. That is why people will move into pornography after watching or listening to someone speak. You are listening to someone speak. You are listening to a song. You are listening to a song. That is why all these very silly, silly songs, and I've been telling people, you know, all these silly songs, you find they have pornographic lyrics. They're just explaining how things will happen. I will take you from the club, and I'll take you to my bed, and I'll take you on my shed. And, and you are listening to that. That's an utterance inspired burden before you know it you just feel like taking someone's child from the bed and you take them from the club and, and you are thinking of all those strange things the reason why is because that burden was imparted through utterance okay 
So it's very, very important to know which utterance you are listening to because some, some utterances come with, 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 with weight, okay? A lot of utterances come with a lot of weight. So when someone speaks that over you, you feel the weight of it. That is why you listen to an Adele song and you feel like you have been dumped. But you don't even have a girlfriend. Why do you feel like you have been dumped? Okay, you listen to an Adele song, you feel like you have been dumped. In those days, we listen to Kiss and you feel like you are so in love, you're holding your chest, you're wondering, why am I feeling like this? There's no one that I'm involved with. It's because that, 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 that utterance came with weight. Okay, don't think it's just sound. It came with weight and it imparted a burden. So you find spirits of depression, you know, spirits of heaviness. Okay, found expression around you. Many of you that are depressed, it's the utterances you are listening to. They are imparting those types of burdens. Okay, so listen to utterances that will impart burdens for prayer. Utterances that will impart burdens for fasting. There are messages that I have put in my phone, in my playlist. I even say prayer sermons. When I listen to those sermons, even if my prayer life was dying, burdens to pray come. There are, there are sermons I have written down, books I have put down. Okay, those are uh, fasting related uh, I mean fasting utterances when I listen to those utterances or read those utterances I feel the need to fa you can't read books like Franklin Ho everything he talks about is fasting he feels you can deal with anything with fasting if you've got uh, blood pressure he feels you can deal with it with fasting if you've got headache he feels you can deal with it. everything that you're going through he feels you can deal with it on fasting he's got about 20 something books all of them are fasting with this fasting this atomic fasting through this fasting through this fast when you listen to those utterances or read those utterances even if you don't like it you must declare a fast in the week you must um you must package those utterances and listen to them okay so that you jumpstart yourself you can program the utterances you listen to so that burdens are imparted upon you but if you are listening to i'll take you to the bed and i'll take you to the shower you'll be wondering how you are taking to the bed and you're saying ah, and you're wondering why you are in the oh. <laughs> let me leave that issue Okay, lastly, protocols for bed and bearing. Okay, this I'll just run through. I'll not explain. Protocols for bed and bearing. Okay, number one, you must be a lover of God. You can't execute the burdens of God if you're not a lover of God. You must be a lover of God or else the burdens will overbear you. Okay, the burdens will overbear you if you don't know. That's why many of you, you'll find you are receiving burdens from God, but you don't know how to take them back to God. As we read earlier in Matthew chapter number 11, that when you have a burden, you must go before God, take it before him. So God gives you a burden, but you must invite him in the situation. So don't receive a burden and then you are not a person that loves God, a person that spends time in the presence of God. Burden bearers love the presence of God. Many people are frustrated and depressed because they are carrying the burdens of many but they are not prayerful it is dangerous to be a burden bearer who is not prayerful it is dangerous to be a burden bearer who does not spend time in the presence of god imagine you are experiencing depression that you picked from a sister but you don't know how to lay it before god You'll be depressed for the entire week and you're wondering why you're depressed because you don't know how to go before God and lay that burden. So go back to Matthew 11, okay, so that you can learn how to lay the burdens before the Lord. Number two, burden bearers are discreet. Burden bearers are discreet, okay? They are very, very discreet. When you start to pick certain things from people, let's take, for example, a lazy bed and bear. Okay, when you pick something from someone, don't, it's not something for, it's not news, Okay, it's not news. Many, many, many burden bearers, you know, God has has stopped giving you burdens because what you pick is news. You you just went into a place, you know, 
You are not a burden bearer. You are an immature burden bearer. Burden bearers are discreet. There are many people I have picked the spirit of lust around, the spirit of pornography. I have picked all those spirits around them and I have not mentioned it to anyone. I just start talking. And if you are a wise burden bearer, if you are responding in prayer or if you are responding in advice, don't say, I'm picking the spirit of... You don't have to be mystical. I'm on a spirit of lust. Uh-uh. Just start talking about it. You know, the other day I was ministering to someone who is experiencing, you know, uh, uh, an addiction of pornography. This is the advice I gave them. And they are wondering. And they feel like you are just narrating how you were ministering in another place. Little do you know, they are taking notes. They are taking notes. This is how people minister to others. It's not about showing them that you are more spiritual. When you start to operate like this, you will discover you become highly spiritual without being, uh, without being uh, very weird. Okay? Without being very strange so you'll find you can pick anxiety from someone before you know it you start quoting script. i just want I, just, I don't know i just feel like reading this scripture for you be anxious for nothing you know accepting everything but by prayer and supplication my sister can we pray you begin to pray anxiety lifts over them you don't have to say no you have to be discreet don't mention what you are picking from with other people it shouldn't be news number three burden bearers are selfless Okay, burden bearers are selfless. You must be selfless. What does that mean? It means that it shouldn't just be about you. If the only time you pray is if God burdens you about you, okay, you will find God will start giving you the dreams like he was giving me. That's when you now respond. If God starts going to those extents to have you respond to a burden, it means that you have become a stubborn burden bearer. Okay, if God starts going to very extreme, very, very extreme ways of giving you burdens, he's giving you extreme dreams, giving you extreme illustrations, you start finding yourself doing all sorts of strange things. It means that you are now in a place where you've become a stubborn burden bearer. So God has to go to extremes like it was with me because I wasn't responding to him just saying pray. Okay, so now he had to show me that I was, you, you know, many of you probably even picture that image imagery. Okay, me like a lipstick, you know. Those, those things, he had to go to that extent because I wasn't responding. So we don't want those things. We don't want angels appearing and tapping you and slapping you to wake up. Wake up. No, it means you're not selfless. Burden bearers are selfless. Okay. Number four, which is the last one for the night. I'm so tired. Okay. The last one for the night is... Lukundo, <laughs> leave me alone. Saying hello, my darlings. We don't want people dreaming hello, my darlings, for you to begin to pray over this homosexuality thing that is rife in our nation. We don't want that hello, darling, that you start dreaming like that, then you are better. Oh, I feel I should pray. I don't know the experience. No, 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 we don't want that. Anyway, lastly, okay, sorry for keeping you a little longer. This subject is vast and we might cover it a little later. Uh, number four, you must be able to isolate your own burdens, okay? So, uh, these are protocols for burden bearers. Number four, you must be able to isolate your own burdens from the burdens you are picking. Like I said earlier, we don't want a situation where uh, you start saying, no, I was in that place and I picked the spirit of lust from that when it was your own issue, when it was your own feelings. Okay, so you must learn, how do I isolate my... Because sometimes you will fail to isolate if you're not sharp. In the spirit. That's why we encourage spending time in the word of God. Because the word of God will be your guide. We encourage spending time in, in tongues. Tongues will help energize your spirit to discern. Okay. So it's very, very important that you spend so much time 
praying in tongues and reading the word of God. It will help you isolate which ones are your burdens, which ones are your own feelings, which ones are your own uh, messages, and which ones are the ones that are, 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 are more... Uh, more given to other people or consistent with other people. So you really need to learn how to isolate because we have got people again in intercession who are not mature because they don't know how to isolate their own burdens. So you, they are feeling a certain way and then they say, that's why many of you, if you don't learn this thing, you go to church and say, Nachumfa spirit of pride, speaking a spirit of pride. So we, you, then you now gather intercessors, you gather intercessors and you're praying every night. You know, Father, the spirit of pride of our pastor. When God was saying, it is you that is proud, that you need to deal with your pride. So you must learn, is this something I am picking or is this something that is uh, of my own? So are you able to isolate burdens? If you can't isolate a burden, it becomes very, very difficult. Now, I end here for the night. Uh, I end here for the night, but here's why the, the, the sermon came. The sermon came to tell you that we really need to wake up in intercession. 